Well, as it's August and it's very hot, I'm hoping this will be shorter and quite interactive. So don't think you can sit there and fall asleep this morning because, well, you're going to be involved. So I'm going to move this away as well because I now feel like I'm more in touch with you. Um, it's also good to be interactive because when you talk about things, educationally speaking, the more you talk and have to think and chat, the more you remember. That's often where we have sermon questions in our home groups because then you talk about what you've heard and it sticks in your head. That's all my excuses in one little thing for making you join in today. Anyway, hope. Wow. We don't often major on hope, do we? Um, but it is such a vital thing in life. Without it, we can just kind of wither away inside, get depressed, get fearful. Life is lived as a much a kind of a sub-level. I just want you to think back to those Romanian orphanages. Do you remember when they, you know, the children were just left in their cots with no human touch, no communication hardly, given food but not communicated with. And they, you could almost see there was just no hope left in their eyes. When you are hopeless, that light goes out of your eyes. We all, all need hope, and particularly in our current world, when there is so much need for hope. And we're the ones, this psalm tells us, who need to bring that to the rest of the world. So, on a lighter level, what are you hoping for at the moment? I don't want any big, deep answers that get to the core of your being. Not now, that's a bit later. So just what are you hoping for at the moment? Tell your next door neighbor. Go. What are you hoping for? Okay, that was nice and quick. Do you know what I kept hearing? I kept hearing from all different parts of the congregation. Rain, 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 rain. Would you ever thought we would hear of that in England in August? No, we actually want a bit of rain. Anybody else shout out some of the other answers you heard? What are you hoping for? Better fortunes for Man United. Oh, no, I'm very happy with that myself. Anything else? Yeah, that's deep and theological. That's later. Um, another one. World peace. world peace, yeah. We all hope for world peace. I'm sure you all had good answers. Um, but our own, all of these things, well, a lot of the little things we hope for can never be guaranteed, can they? World peace is what the... When Miss World competition, people always used to say, I would like world peace. But I hope in that we cannot guarantee it, can we? It's never going to necessarily happen in our lifetimes anyway. Our only and utter guarantee for hope is in Jesus. So open your Bibles, page 585, and let's have a look why we can hope in him. Could I have our slide up? Have you got that there? Great. Um, and let's look at why we can have hope in him. Psalm 71 is really a basic cry for help. Right at the beginning and right at the end, it's kind of couched in this plea for help from God. And um, 
then the psalmist then goes on to look at all the reasons for hope that there are. So verse 3, he's our place of safety, like a rock or a fortress, not some flimsy little thing, nice, dependable. He's always there. Verse 7, we can depend on him for help and protection. Verse 9, he'll never reject us, no matter how bad we've been. Verse 15, he's our salvation. Verse 16, he always does what is right. Verse 18, he doesn't leave us even when we're old and grey, which for this congregation is quite relevant. Sorry, I die mine. <laughs> he has, sorry, the mature and grey. He has power and might. Verse 19, he's done great things. He's full of justice. Verse 21, he comforts us. Verse 22, he is the Holy One of Israel. Amazing. All of this from these few verses, and I've not even included everything that's in the psalm. So because of all those things, we can confidently say, along with the psalmist, that is in verse 14, the central verse of the whole psalm, which I'll come back to, as for me, I shall always have hope. I will praise you more and more. As for me, I shall always have hope. The psalmist has hoped in him since his birth and in his youth. And verses 5 and 6, and God has never let him down. He deserves all our praise and praise that grows more and more each day with each passing year as we see how hoping in him brings us peace and joy and love. We can have hope for our present troubles, hope for physical healing, hope for healing of the mind, hope for our future, hope in him lights up our souls, hope in him lights up our eyes, hope in him lights up our lives and brings us that underlying peace that passes all understanding. So our H today is for hope in him for all those reasons in that psalm. So our O, well, our O is for obstacles. Way, look at that. There's a pigeon if you're online and wondering what's going on. There we go. Oh. Um, Obstacles. Yeah, I've got one now because everyone's looking at the pigeon and not listening. <laughs> Flipping egg. Stuff gets in the way, doesn't it? Verse 4, deliver me from the hand of the wicked, the bullies in our lives. Verse 20, though you've made me see troubles, many and bitter. And a lot of us have had troubles, many and bitter, bitter. Some big things, you're knocked for six through illness, bereavement, loss of employment, difficult family relationships and some of us are living through those things now and then smaller things too that get in the way of us seeing the hope that is there constantly and actually all the time. I think one thing that prevents us from having hope in the smaller areas is busyness. We tend to rush through life don't we getting on with stuff not keeping our eyes on Jesus and the hope that he brings and some of you will have read this, and can I recommend it? It's a book by John Mark Comer on the ruthless elimination of hurry. And it's so good. You can be busy, but we mustn't hurry. And he talks about keeping the Sabbath, silence and solitude, all those things that are really good to stop us in our busy lives and remind us of the hope that we can have in Jesus. 
I was once rushing to a mum's Bible study when I had little kids, rushing along the road, and I saw somebody who's vaguely connected with church. And I thought, oh, I need to get to church on time. I was feeling a bit like that, you know, the, the good Samaritan. And I wanted to rush past with my pram. But I thought, no, 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 better just stop and see hi, say hi. So says, hi, how are you? Uh, but she said, oh, I'm not very well, really. And she just had her fourth miscarriage. And if I'd rushed on past, if I'd been too busy, I wouldn't have been able to stand with her, comfort her, pray with her, bring her some hope. So we need to be careful about our busyness. Evil men and women, many of us don't have evil men plotting against us to accuse and to hurt and shame, as there is in verses 10 to 13. But bullies and people are out there. And actually, in our home group recently, we've had examples of unkind managers in the workplace. And we've had to pray hard, and God has answered our prayers really well. Um, One of the younger mums was talking about difficulties in her life with with, um, a manager. And one of our other members put something on the home home group WhatsApp to remind her of how we prayed for him. And this is what he said. Um, I know how hard it is with an unsupported manager. I had seven years of tyranny, psychological bullying and undermining. I only realized it after he'd gone. Thank you for sharing your need for our prayer. I must admit, sometimes getting a bit prayer jaded and thinking, does God really want to know about all this stuff? But your note has reminded me of how amazing God is. We sometimes have to walk in the valley for longer than we would like but he never lets us go, always has been the long-term plan and never abandons us, always gives us hope. My beautiful friends in home group prayed for my work situation on and off for a few years. Miraculously, in the end, my boss was removed and I was given his job and another promotion too. He says a bit Joseph-esque. Maybe an extreme example, but no but God knows and cares. And as a triple helping of God's mercy, I was given a new line manager who now encourages and coaches me daily. So there are wicked men out there and we do need to pray and we do need to be reminded of hope. And stories like this give us that hope. Another thing that gets in the way, another obstacle is fear and anxiety. And there's a massive epidemic, a massive culture of anxiety pervading our world. At New Wine recently, that was talked about a lot. Um, And we all know why. COVID, the war in Ukraine, the prospect of financial difficulties. Anxiety spreads and travels. And if we're in an environment of stress and everybody's moaning about stuff and everybody's getting stressed and that's your chance to put in that word of hope. Don't go into their mindset and allow yourself to be sucked into that negative chat, negative conversations. The psalmist was going through a very worrying time and he chose to turn to God in hope. As for me, I will always have hope. And he went through all of the ways that God gives him hope and the reason to hope in him. One other obstacle, self-reliance. Um, 
we come to a problem, don't we? So you've got a problem in life, and you go into, I'm going to fix this mode. Uh, I'm